break, draft, trade. Welcome back to another exciting and informative episode of the Rank Draft Trade Podcast. Today, we are dipping back into the pool for our after party episode, where we rank the guys who didn't quite make the cut in the last four episodes. After party. Yay. If I had a kazoo, I would use it. (laughs) I don't have one of those either. (laughs) That's definitely not what it sounds like, but... (laughs) I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And allow me to introduce our fantasy brains. We have Mr. Magic Mike at underscore Papa Bear Claw on Twitter. Mike, say hello to your Phalange fans. Hello. And every time you say hostess, I really want to say, now that's the stuff. <laughs> I always think to a case. I always want to just interrupt everything you're saying and say, now that's the stuff. <laughs> And forth too. Like sometimes I announce myself as the host, and sometimes I announce myself as the hostess. And people are probably like, she really needs to make up her mind. Yep. Uh, so, Mike, thank you for introducing yourself. And of course, we have Mr. Nick James, who is at Iowa in the NFL on Twitter. Nick, use your phalanges to say hello to your fans. Hello. <laughs> Cupped, curved wave, slow rotation, side to side. It's a Miss America wave, the pageant wave. Perfect. Well, we've had so much fun drafting in the last couple of weeks that we decided to add the after party because we needed more tight ends and sexy players. (laughs) So we have had 24 players a week. So we're finishing with the rest of the 24 players who didn't make the cut, like we said, in the past four weeks and stating our case to why these players deserve to be in the after party. I have gone first in each one of the episodes and continuing with that trend, of course, ladies before gentlemen. Green Cowboys. But yes, Mike just reminded me, I do want to say thank you for our guest drafter of this episode, who is our friend Neil at Green Cowboys UK on Twitter and on Sleeper, just Green Cowboys. So thank you, Neil. He's just Green Cowboys right? Yep. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> He's just green cowboys. He's just green cowboys. He's <laughs> not just green cowboys. I've known green cowboys since like 2020. I got introduced to him by another user, Gunslinger44, who's probably still stuck in traffic in Dallas. But I share <laughs> probably close to 40 leagues with Neil. Co-comish, probably about another 15 to 20 of them. Constantly doing startups with him. Really smart guy. Really knows his stuff. Great trader. Active member. Yeah. Probably rivals, however, many leagues I have. We love green cowboys. We like all different colored cowboys, but we especially love yeah. green cowboys. Green. I don't know about blue cowboys. That <laughs> yeah, sounds yellow that sounds cowboys are a little tricky. Yeah. <laughs> purple cowboys. It's, it's, what's that about? But of course, he is a fellow Green Bay Packer fan, just like Cartman from last week, my hubby. So And cowboys. Does he like the cowboys too? I guess that's why he's got cowboys in his name. Yeah. Really? The Packers and the cowboys? Yes. Neil, we need to discuss this. <laughs> he's the green cowboys. He also likes the Bills, because whenever we do a 32-man league, he's always picking the Bills. Mm. Hmm. Better than the blue Packers. Yeah. <laughs> the Packers do wear blue sometimes. They were originally blue. They were blue and gold. I have that. The Acme Packers yes. hat. Yes. Look at that. Oh, the Blue Bay Packers. <laughs> Thank you, green cowboys, a.k.a. blue Packers. Yes. 
Thank you, rainbow colored cowboys. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that doesn't make the cut. <laughs> Enough. Let's get back to loving my pick. Yep. See if we can find love at the after party. <laughs> Let's find. Yes. Yes. We are going to find love. Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. I would not have picked this player had I not seen him play. Comes into the game for Aaron Rodgers, who has really struggled this season. And honestly, I did not expect to see what I saw, but Jordan Love looked good. He looked really good. He looked much better this year than he has in the past. Really positive things to say about him, and I went ahead and took him. I took him at the 101 here. That is a guy I want because he is going to be playing football real soon. Who knows? Maybe he's going to finish out the season. I don't think the Packers really have a chance to do anything, so why not rest Aaron Rodgers? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going away they paid him a lot of money to be in Green Bay. So I I just don't know that I see Jordan Love being a starter, but they have a very, very viable option there once they get tired of Aaron Rodgers. I like the pick, but the only way for the pick to pay off where you took him is if Rodgers retires. He is so weird. (laughs) He sat on the bench for three years behind Favre. Favre threw his fit and then got his way out. Maybe something like that's going to happen. Maybe he retires, but I do love the upside of love (laughs) being a first round pick quarterback it's just it's been so long and there's no other feasible way other than Rodgers retiring for him to play next year in Green Bay you you said it there Rodgers retiring if Rodgers retires and Jordan Love is a starter and they don't draft or bring in a free agent that is better than Love next year this is probably too low he'll go higher than this but if they trade Rodgers next year it's 40 mil dead if they just cut Rodgers it's 100 mil dead so I'm thinking that neither of those happen unless trading they're willing to take on a giant contract as well it just i don't know injury he has been dealing with apparently a thumb thing that might require surgery in the off season so if he just says you know what i'm just gonna retire and just quit football and stick to herbal remedies or whatever then this jordan love pick looks good it just seems with the money involved if he's not retired it just seems really unlikely that he's gonna be able to get off the team the way he's paid right now they committed to him for at least that there's an out in 2024 but as far as next year jordan love maybe rogers injury or retire could be but it might be another year away and that means picking up the fifth year deal or they could trade love because they have rogers and rogers is sticking if love shows out enough so there's a couple scenarios where i could see this being good i like love as a piece who has some upside for gaining in value for next year but there's only certain scenarios where it's actually going to pay off so i was gonna ask about yeah his contract love's contract and if trading him when is he going to be a free agent i mean is it possible that another team scoops him up love or rogers love 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 four-year rookie deal next year will be year four he could be uh given the fifth year option next year Mm -hmm. that's also that's always a possibility i mean that would keep him cheaper than any other starter they would have but that would be under 
the assumption that Rodgers isn't there and the only way Rodgers isn't there realistically is retirement. Were you guys surprised at his level of play when he came in? I mean, he looked he looked good. I mean, yeah, considering what they have in Green Bay right now, yeah. Yeah. yeah Randall Cobb and... And freaking Christian Watson. Freaking Christian Watson. Like, damn, does Green Bay finally have a wide receiver? They have a wide receiver who has a giant percentage of the touchdowns scored over the last few weeks. I can tell you that for sure. Mm. Yeah, they definitely have that. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about Green Bay and my love affair with love. Let's move on to Iowa in the NFL. What's behind door number two? Behind door number two is a running back who is really close to the same age as a lot of these running backs where we were a little bit concerned with their age in James Conner. Missing portions at the beginning of the season has been well over the last few weeks. His contract keeps him there for sure next year. They cut Eno, argument with the coach or something along those lines, and they drafted Keontae Ingram. I I think this could be someone who's a mid-range RB2 with RB1 upside given touchdowns, and he still catches passes, and he's probably still there next year, still with Kyler Murray offense. So he's like a discount version of a lot of these other guys that are 27, 28 going into next season, and he's significantly later in the draft. So of the RBs who could still be that like top 24, you're starting them every week and not thinking about it next year, Connor could be that. Who knows after that, but at least you have that for next year. So at this point in this kind of a draft here at the after party, this is a, a pretty good looking girl at the bar. Yeah, he just had a monster game. But yeah, he just, I like James Connor. The downside to James Connor is the injury. He's injury prone. He's, although he hasn't been as bad, I feel like since being traded. But always the concern with James Connor is <laughs> when is he going to be injured? Yeah. But when he's healthy, he's great. He's scoring really well. Yeah. But he's already missed, what, three games so far this season. But he's back now and he's been a stud since he's been back. So, yeah. Yeah, this is like a great discount version of getting like a Dalvin Cook or an Alvin Kamara significantly earlier. Mm-hmm. You're going to get him a lot later. You're going to get similar production, at least for next year. Yeah. And that's probably about the same you could say about either of those guys. If I hadn't seen Jordan Love play the other day, James Conner would have been my pick behind door number one. <laughs> so you're welcome, Nick. <laughs> I dig it. You get a lot of the, the guys who have done something for us lately. Yeah, he's definitely done something for us lately. All right. Let's move on to Papa's first pick. You're not going to tell me tell me what door it is? Door number three. <laughs> What's behind door number three? What do we win today? Uh, today we win Mike Williams. Yay! Ta-da. This is the range in the draft where like, uh, I kind of mix it up between upside and just solid players that are at value. And Mike Williams is one of the solid players that are up value. Just like James Conner, he'll probably be a mid-range wide receiver too. It's wide receiver one upside next year. Yeah, he's getting older, but he's got a couple years left tied to Justin Herbert. He's already gotten paid. Some minor injury concerns, but hopefully he can work through that. Yep. Yeah, when Mike Williams is healthy, he's a producer. Yep, he, he had good stretches at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and he is currently hurt, but this draft is for next year. It would be like his 29-year-old season, so uh, you know the clock is ticking there, and it's kind of the reason why I like stashing Josh Palmer, because you, you know everyone else is older there, and Keenan Allen is even older than Mike Williams. Yeah, this is like the end of his prime. But you tell me you get one of the top QBs, top options, 
potentially next year at this point. 28, 29, doesn't matter. Mike Williams is a, a fine pick. Green Cowboys love some Josh Palmer. <laughs> he does. As we'll find out later on in the after party. Speaking of Green Cowboys, we are at his first pick. And what's behind door number four? Darnell Mooney. We, at the beginning of the season, were hoping he would be Darnell to the Mooney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now he's just darn comma Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good one for sure. Yeah, it's been a disappointing season for fantasy holders of Darnell Mooney. There's been pockets of sunshine, but it's a cloudy day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, it's been partly cloudy periodically during the season Mm -hmm. where you get a little bit of that sunshine in there. It hasn't really been any fully sunny days with Darnell Mooney, but now it's all dark days (laughs) for the rest of the season. There is a massive tropical storm happening and may actually get stronger into a hurricane. He was looking like the best target on that team. So, you know, going into next year, still obviously tied to field. Who knows who they bring in, but you know, Mooney could still be an exciting player next year. I think for now it makes Claypool a little interesting because now he's what's left for that offense for the remainder of the season. Well, and Cole Komet got a boost when Darnell Mooney was injured. He he definitely came from kind of doing nothing to all of a sudden it was like, oh, maybe I should start playing Komet. I mean, pretty much anyone's getting a boost on that team with the addition of Claypool because he's kind of opening the field up a bit. Um, just unfortunately, Fields has not been throwing that much this year. Even when he, they brought in Claypool, he's still not getting like heavy passing numbers, so it's not really enough to sustain stay in like several receivers but Mooney was starting to look a lot better when they did bring Claypool on the field which was nice to see I mean he's probably he's not like an alpha receiver so he's not going to be like a guy that could just kind of handle the offense on his own all right back to me and I went with Elijah Moore here so 22 year old young stud Elijah Moore he's got Mike White slinging the ball because Zach Wilson's got what a bad attitude problem and <laughs> and a bad quarterbacking problem. <laughs> But Mike White went out and crushed it. Yeah, Zach Wilson with a yips problem, with a accuracy on easy throws problem, attitude problem. But apparently the team really likes Mike White. Uh, I think we need to send a mom over there. <laughs> yeah, I think he needs a spanking from his... Gina, go visit Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll whip him into shape. <laughs> There you go. (laughs) He probably will like it. About his age. the age he starts to take a look at. (laughs) Oh my god. Let's reel that back in. Okay, back to Elijah Moore. Yeah, Elijah Moore of his age bracket. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so uh, he had a great game this week with um, Mike White. Dude's young. Garrett Wilson is definitely the wide receiver one on that team, but someone who I definitely overdrafted all offseason, overvalued compared to what he's actually given you so far this season, but dude is still super young. His he can still get it together.
together. You see a change of quarterback and immediately, even though it's only two catches, one of them goes for a touchdown and dude was so excited. He's not even 23 yet. He'll be probably younger than some rookies next year and you're getting a guy who's already flashed that he can be really good given the opportunity. Whether that opportunity comes, that's really the question that creates this discount, but I really like Elijah Moore. I love the pick. Speaking of Garrett Wilson, he was one that I was like, all right, we got a backup quarterback coming in. Like Garrett Wilson has been that guy who, you know, is like boom or bust, has good weeks, bad. And so I immediately was like, maybe I should take him out of my lineup this week. Like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. You know, when you have a couple of those players that are sort of any one of them can be good, like their ceiling is high, but their floor is really low. And I was like, no, I'm just going to leave him in. Thank God, because I would have been on suicide watch if I took him out of my lineup. But listen, I'm loving Mike White. Granted, it was only one week, but he made Garrett Wilson look good and Elijah Moore look good. So just a little caution. That's what Mike White did last year is he had one game where everybody was about Mike White and he made everybody look good. And then Mike White did what a backup quarterback in the NFL does and just not very good. Couple interceptions, couple interceptions, couple interceptions. Yeah, he had four picks in one game with no touchdowns, but it sounded like he's playing through injury and gutting it through. And it's, I think it's part of the reason why the team likes him is like this guy has gutted it out and kept his head up through everything that's going on here and what's got him to hear that thing where, you know, the team gets a spark when they go to the backup. I don't know. Remember when Geno Smith got punched and his jaw broke as a Jets quarterback and then he kind of just disappeared for a while and then his resurface now, years later. It's potential that Zach Wilson is starting that career path. He could also start here in a couple weeks, be back, be as good as Mike White. Mike White has a down game and it's the reason they use the switch. It's far from a one QB competition. It's Mike White for the rest of the season, write it in, you know, Sharpie. No. Zach Wilson could still totally be back. All it's going to be is Mike White messing up and it could happen. Yeah. I feel like it's a t- it's a timeout for Zach. It- it's a, you know what? We don't have to play you. Think about what you've done. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, mama's putting you in timeout. You're not going to like this, okay? <laughs> I think he's going to like it. I think he might, but I'm going to try to make it where he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Zach. Stop enjoying this. <laughs> you know, Zach, you're making this really hard on me. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. Say it, say Okay, so... Moving on to door number five. Moving six. on to door number six. Yeah, this next pick is like mystery man, but Iowa, tell him who's behind door number six. At this point, I I took a wide receiver. It was Calvin Ridley. I'm looking at the other wide receivers, and it's a lot of young guys who haven't done anything yet, guys who are injured, or guys who maybe but haven't done anything, or younger upside maybe. Calvin Ridley has posted a top five wide receiver season on his record. He's going to be with Trevor Lawrence, who's been looking better week by week. The further he distances himself from the urban regime, the better for Trevor Lawrence. You're telling me you get 
it. A wide receiver who's been one of the best wide receivers in the league in his career to be his potential wide receiver one, especially when you love to joke about Kirk's contract. Yeah, does that kill Kirk? I don't know. Maybe it could be Kirk. It could be Ridley. It could be goes right back to what he was before he was suspended. Mm. At least this kind of carries that upside where you look at the other guys and it's like, what's the chance that they are a top five wide receiver on the season? And it's like slim to none, but they could be valuable, but you know, slim to none really being top five. Ridley's done it before. Yeah, worth worth the risk. So at least you have that. The upside that's higher than the rest of the guys here, even if the risk is lower. With the what we talked about previously, when he got traded, how when he was going to get suspended, they wouldn't trade him because they knew he was going to, but then now they did. So that means I think it's he's going to play. Like they, this trade wouldn't have gone down if he wasn't going to play next year, in my opinion. If you eliminate the he's doesn't get reinstated aspect and just look at what Calvin Ridley would look like next year, he could be worth more than this come next draft season. Mm, yeah, this might be a really big bargain. He's going to be 28 this coming month. Happy birthday, Calvin. <laughs> Well, yeah, he'll be 28 in less than a month. Yeah, I mean, that could be... Calvin Ridley is a great wide receiver. That could be a heck of a bargain right there. Oh, yeah. I just made a blockbuster trade with Nick, including Trevor Lawrence and Jonathan Taylor. It's not every day that they get the queen to trade. Yep, sent JT, 14 Superflex, got Lawrence back. Also got Ramondre Stevenson back, sent a first, a third, and your favorite uh, stray dog and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I love Baker. He totally baited me with that, but I mean, it's Jonathan Taylor. I was so confused on why Baker was there. <laughs> he just threw him in because he needed the roster spot. I know. <laughs> but uh, whatever, I'll take him. <laughs> why is Baker there? Not, who knows? Yep. Who knows? I distinctly remember you saying, give me all the Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, come and get all of that. You were supposed to take Bateman yep, from yep. all of my rosters, but anyway. I'll work on that. All right, Mike. You're up. You're next. You forgot the door numbers. Door number seven. There you go. We're running out of doors. How many doors does this house have? I know. That's why I was like, how many doors are we opening? It's a lot of doors. And what's behind door number seven? <laughs> uh, behind door number seven is James Cook, running back Buffalo. Little bits of flashes this year, but Singletary is not under contract next year. So I think this is a good opportunity for James Cook to kind of take over that backfield, whatever that means in Buffalo taking over the backfield but he could have a predominant number of the rushes. I mean, he's averaging over five yards a carry this year on the limited amount of touches he's gotten. He's been getting involved in the receiving game, so we do have the upside of a three-down back in Buffalo this late in the draft. Yep. Hines has been nothing. Zach Moss traded to the Colts. Singletary leaving in free agency. That leaves one. He has the draft capital, technically. <laughs> and then there was one. And then there was one. <laughs> it just depends on when there's two and there's three, who those two and three are, how valuable James Cook would be but if it's replacement level players, James Cook could be worth definitely more than where he's getting taken right here. That would really be Sutton. <laughs> I'm not giving you that one. And then all of a sudden, we were on to the next pick. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're moving on to what's behind door number eight. And that would be, I know you guys got guessed it, Cortland Sutton. So Green Cowboys... 
He debated and he ultimately sniped me with Sutton. Everybody wanted Sutton going into this season. He was really Sutton. Definitely consistently been pretty good. He's had a couple of down games, but fairly consistent this season. 27. What's what's his contract deal? He's been consistently average. Yeah. He's like a wide receiver three this year. That entire offense has been disappointing. Everybody was really high on Russell Wilson coming into Denver, and that's been incredibly disappointing for anybody high on anybody in Denver. But at least if he's like your wide receiver three, he's all right. Yeah. I'm okay getting like 12 or 13 points out of my wide receiver three every week. I mean, I, I like Sutton, but like in this range, I either want young upside to be like a wide receiver two, wide, you know, wide receiver three, um, like some of our later picks, or I want the older guys that are in the 27, 28 range to be wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. And until that offense starts to turn around, that's not a player in this range I'm really looking at. Yeah, the Broncos are bleh. But oh. he could. I like the pick because it's you're well past a lot of the guys you're really confident about. So this is someone who I think is a good player, has been underperforming to an extent. Jerry Judy looked like he had taken over the wide receiver one chair, and then Jerry Judy goes down, and then it's just Sutton. So Sutton should be doing well, right? Well, Russell is doing terribly. Russell is so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Sutton isn't yelling at him like the defense was. He shouldn't be cooking anymore. Problem is, is they're financially tied to him now, so probably can only go up from here. It can't go down. It might be a bit of a low point there, and we're talking about next year, Tim Patrick back next year, who... Oh, I love Tim Patrick. ...is someone everyone's going to forget about. I still like Cortland Sutton. He's not uh, super old yet, but we're into all the guys that are past what tip-top point of their career is, but at least with him, he just now turned 27, so he's even younger than several of these guys we just took. I know Cortland Sutton is one of Green Cowboys favorites, and I was mm-hmm. willing to call it with this pick that this would probably be who he wants. He does love him. He's flashed good before injury, come back off injury. I still like Cortland Sutton. I mean, this also could be a team that just has horrible coaching and that could be something that gets addressed in the offseason, and then all of a sudden it turns around and, you know, Russ is Russ again and, mm-hmm. you know, Sutton this low is insane. Yep, they could go get their Jeff Saturday here in a couple weeks. Yep, there you go higher Peyton Manning. <laughs> he Sutton's like tight end prime age. <laughs> yep, if only he were. Maybe if he just switches his position, all of a sudden he he's in the prime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could Kelvin Benjamin it. Wide receivers, this is what you would expect to be like one of his last great years. But even going into next year, even if it's less than what a potential best year would be, there's still something to hope for there with Cortland Sutton. It's not that he's bad now. It's just the offense has been really bad right now. So bad. Oh, my gosh. Russell Wilson's on my do not draft list. I can't do this anymore. The emotional anguish I experience with Russell Wilson is far too much for me to handle. So what was your emotional anguish with this next pick? Yeah. Speaking of emotional anguish, so first tight end off the board, Dalton Schultz. I love Schultz. He is going to be a free agent at the end of this season. Him and Dak work really well. Dak seems to really like him as a target. He does really well with the Cowboys. Just had a great game in Dallas. 
I don't know. I mean, do they re-sign him, do you think? You hope so at this point. I mean, at this pick, I would love whatever healthy tight end is starting for Dallas next year, whether it's Dalton Schultz or anybody. That's how I feel about Dalton Schultz. Yeah, and if it is Schultz, then I just killed it with this pick. You did. (laughs) So I guess it's kind of a gamble. (laughs) Like, Schultz isn't the greatest tight end. He's not the most athletic tight end. He's not the best pass catcher. He's not the best pass blocker, but he is a tight end on Dak's offense. He is the number two option on that offense in the passing game, except for maybe the running backs, and anybody you put into that position is going to be successful. Yep, he's got Dak and Scheme working for him. It's like whatever tight end there is going to be one that you want in fantasy. It may not be the tip top, but it'll be better than a lot of these other darts, and that's what tight ends 7 through 12 often look like. So, is that going to be, you just put Cowboys tight end and hope it's Dalton Schultz, and if it is, then this is perfect. They could easily tag him. I'm willing to take the risk here. They could tag him again. So, Schultz was my tight end that I picked first in the Scott Fishbowl, and he got injured right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Dak getting back, too. They both had to get healthy. So, anyway, yeah, Schultz is a guy I want, especially if he is back in Dallas, like Mike said. I'm starting to realize with tight ends that it's more about teams and who uses their tight ends than always necessarily being about the player themselves, but how they fit into that offense. It's so important with the tight ends. I mean, look at Pitts, like one of the biggest tight end prospects we've ever had, and and you throw him on the Falcons with Mariota, and how does that look? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's it's just so disturbing. (laughs) If Pitts was in Schultz's place right now. Yeah, like if Pitts was in Dallas, if Pitts was in Kansas City, if he was on the Vikings. Oh my god. So much potential. Be insane. It's the Pitts. Yeah. It really is. All right. I don't know what door we're behind, but it's a wheelie waskily wabbit. <laughs> yes. I can't. I love it, but I can't. Tell everybody. Yeah, behind doe number 10. <laughs> Wandell Robinson looked like it was starting to happen and the breakout was happening when he went down. Mm. If we had it our way, it's going to be Daniel Jones and Saquon back next year, but it could totally be something else. Who knows what it's going to be back next year. But they're invested in Wandale. They could potentially bring in someone. They're definitely going to have to do something. There's probably going to be new faces there for sure. But is 21 as of right now? Let's see. He's about to turn 22 super young. Like, he could not even be coming out until this class and would be someone who you wanted who is a mega producer at Kentucky. Yes, he is not the biggest. He's actually pretty far from that. The smallest. (laughs) (laughs) Darius Slayton is not the answer. Maybe the answer comes in free agency next year, but even no matter what, Wandale has already shown me enough where he's someone who I'm going to be enjoying at a discount in the offseason. Wandale is their Beasley. That's what he is. He's the guy that's underneath, inside, all over the inside of the field, and you don't really see him, and and then he just has the ball. (laughs) I wasn't as excited about him until later in the season was that the redundancy with Tony. They both kind of do the same things or would play a similar role, or a lot of the roles are going to overlap where that's gone now. So if uh, things work out with the Giants for next year as far as what 
they do with all the money they have there. Wandale could be anywhere from the best target to the third best target. Who knows? I mean, even if like things don't work out the way you think they're going to on that team, uh, the coaching staff and, and the new GM uh, selected him in the second round, and they clearly had an idea in mind with him, and I really think they just want him to be that inside guy. A lot of the Giants' problems are on the outside. Yep. Not having anybody on the outside. Darius Slayton, you said he's not the answer. He's definitely not the answer. Galladay wasn't the answer, so what are they going to do out there? The least of their concern is going to be replacing him in the inside. Yeah. Right. He was picked in the early second, so above Pickens. Who, Wandell? Yeah. Yeah, he was picked before Pickens. Really? Yeah. He was picked after Christian Watson. That was what I wanted to, to see. Wow. They really wanted him for that role. Yeah. And he's been hurt early in the season, and then when he finally started to come together, he got hurt again. Mm. I feel like Pickens is really good. Yeah, pick it to Pickens. Yeah. Yep, I think he was faded for reasons other than talent and what they weren't getting picked in talent order. No. Pickens? Yeah. Yeah, he has Tony problems potentially. Yeah, yeah. But Kelsey says Tony doesn't have Tony problems. I love Kelsey. Thank you for mentioning him. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of amazing tight ends. <laughs> All right, let's talk about who Mike picked behind door number 11. Yeah, door number 11 was so great and uh, it, it, until, until it wasn't. Ugh. I took Elijah Mitchell, and I kind of was looking forward to a backfield split by him and CMC. And then? Got hurt again. <laughs> again. So that's a little disappointing, but this is for 2023. He should be ready for 2023. Um, he's not going to be the only person in that backfield. And I don't think it's going to be a one-man backfield either. So I think there'll be plenty of touches to go around. Maybe that'll keep the both of them healthy. Yeah, I wish that CMC was getting more touches. But is this a re-aggravation of his past injury? Yes. So concerning? Yes, it was a re- it was a re-aggravation of his injury. Of course it's concerning. Then It's the following year. I know, but he spent more time in a medical tent and on an IR and hurt than he had on a field. Yeah, so is CMC and whoever is starting in the 49ers backfield, they will both be under contract next year. They will both be on that team next year and whoever's getting touches on that team is going to be valuable for fantasy. Okay. Well, coming off basically the same injury previously, they immediately gave him half the carries. They definitely like this dude. He's definitely going to be back next year, so will CMC. CMC is nursing a knee thing of his own that it looks like he's managing. So... Oh, is that why he hasn't have been as productive? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be part of the load management. Okay. Why he hasn't been getting as many touches, even though he's been good with them. It, they're, I think they're kind of protecting him. So, like, Tyrion Davis-Price is someone who's might become interesting here towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. as Mike Mason, their other undrafted free agent running back acquisition. Okay. I like Elijah Mitchell. He's still going to be young next year. This still could be a split next year if it's like it seemed like they wanted it to be a split down the middle with him and CMC as far as load management. So if that trend continues into next season, this is a uh, perfectly fine place to take a running back who's getting half the carries in a rushing offense. Okay. All right. Uh, we are back to our guest, Green Cowboys. And Neil. Neil! I think Neil was debating on picking this guy back at Sut- the Sutton pick, um, but he went with D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Nuke? Don't they call him Nuke? Or is it Nuck? If you buck. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll just call him DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> 
I like the I like this pick a lot. I do too. I mean, come on, it's it's DeAndre Hopkins. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, you're getting a year of a wide receiver one this late. Yeah, he's a freak. So even if like he doesn't last more than a year, you didn't lose a tremendous amount of value. He's going to be starting for you every week. He's healthy. Yeah, he's definitely a sex a sexy pick. The concern is if he just keeps getting that hamstring thing and the hamstring thing and then reiterate the hamstring thing and then all of a sudden he's 32 and he's played three games. And if PEDs can't save him. When I see one of these players go down with a hamstring thing, I immediately get it. High ankle sprain and hamstring thing are the two things I don't want to see. Because nope. I feel like it's just constant re-aggravation. And groin. The groin is pretty tricky too. Yeah. And the knee and the shoulder. <laughs> I remember when I was 30, you start pulling things and yeah. then you start pulling things and if you try to do something the day after pulling something, it doesn't work and it gets worse and, and that just keeps happening and then, then you can't walk so good and then yep. sleeping gets hard and waking up gets hard. <laughs> sleeping and, gets hard. <laughs> waking up, getting out of bed. Then you get that limp. Oh, not the limp! Yeah. You know you're old when you wake up injured. Wake up with injuries that you didn't have the night before. What did you do? I don't know. I slept wrong. I can't move my neck to the left anymore. <laughs> It'll be about a week. <laughs> yeah. That, that's when you know. Yeah. I'm fine. For the record, you're at least like 12 years younger than me. So I'm going to ask you to just shut it a little bit because you're still a baby. You're 21 again, Noble. I don't know what you're talking about. Mike, you're like a child still. I have broken my back infinite more times than you. So I've done it twice. Well, yeah, I've never broken my back. Knock on wood, I don't ever break my back. I walked down a crack and broke my mother's back, but... Oh, that's awful. Why would you do that to her? Do you remember that? I, that's, I can't believe you. You're awful. <laughs> do you remember You're that when you were a kid? Don't step, don't step on a crack. You might break your mama's back. And you did? Did you do that? Did you do that as a kid? Why would you do this? I might have accidentally. Terrible. And then some little twerp was like, Oh, I see. For the record, my mother's never had a broken back, so we're all good. All right, moving back to my pick. Good for her. Yeah. Brian Robinson is my pick. So Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson splitting the backfield in Washington. Brian Robinson just had a really good game. His first. Perhaps a breakout game for Brian Robinson. Perhaps. Perhaps we could call this his breakout. Antonio Gibson, Mike is going to argue. Antonio Gibson is the best running back that they have because he is. I don't know why they keep yeah. searching for something better. Obvi. Obvi. I'm also going to say that Brian Robinson isn't good. Yeah, but I'm willing to take him here at this pick. I mean, if they're going to use him and he's going to put up fantasy points, I always like to load up on running backs because it is a high injury position. I'm, I'm going for it. At this point, these picks, if I can get some value out of my running backs, I'm taking it. This is a great pick if Rivera is still there. Because he's still going to love Brian Robinson like only um, his mother would. He got shot <laughs> three times. And now he's getting his shot. Yeah, He's going to bat for B-Rob. But if Rivera's gone, then some coach might come in and say, oh, clearly, obviously, better running back or, or Brian Robinson. This other guy with a great story. <laughs> yeah, he's got a story. There's definitely a scenario that where it plays out where this is a value pick. It's it, it, within the range of outcomes if they keep Rivera and they do something with Gibson or Gibson can't stay healthy. There are some scenarios where this could be someone who's a top 24 back on a consistent basis next year, but
but some things would need to happen. Robinson isn't healthy either. He missed the first few games. You're right. He missed the first four because he was shot. <laughs> Just trying to think if he had some kind of injury other than being a no. fucking victim of a crime. <laughs> he got carjacked. He had like a leg injury or something. Yeah. I think he had, he yeah. had a knee. <laughs> Wait, where did he get shot? In the leg? Yeah, I thought he got shot like the leg a couple times. The leg a couple times. Not something everybody can say. Whatever it was, it didn't cause major damage as far as... Somehow. I know. It was a super lucky thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't have getting carjacked as a column on my spreadsheet. It's on mine now. No, I didn't have that on my bingo card <laughs> at all. All, all <laughs> Commander's players have the uh, likelihood of getting carjacked right now, so... <laughs> that might be true. Minus 10 points each. All right. All right, minus 10 points. You don't get to fill in that bingo spot. All right, Nick, moving right along. What hill are, what hill are you willing to die on here? The Tana one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good value pick. With this next pick, I picked Ryan Tannehill. I'm trying to pull up his contract <laughs> here. He's there next year. He's going to start next year, regardless of what that contract says. You can have him. Yep. Doing significantly better than Russell Wilson. That's true. Pretty much the entire time that he's been healthy here. When he wasn't healthy, we got to get a little sneak peek of Malik. <laughs> I wish we didn't. <laughs> They kept him a secret for a little while longer. I don't know. It didn't look inspiring. He was no Jordan Love. They have an out next year, or they could cut him or trade him and suffer the same, a very similar penalty. There, there is a chance that he's back next year. If he's not back next year, he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks, even when you bring in these rookies, in my opinion. At worst, he ends up being a starter for the first half of the season, like a Mariota or a Trubisky for some rookie. If not, then he's, you know, car next season where maybe you don't like it, but it's pretty secure. I like Tannehill. It just depends on what's going to happen, which is why he falls behind all these guys that are, you know, you're hoping for a lot and haven't seen much yet. You've seen decent enough with Tannehill. Most leagues, 15, 20 points last several weeks. You know, the upside is there. It's if he stays there, it's Burks. I'd imagine that only gets better with time. Eventually, they'll be out of the woods. I'm not giving you that one. <laughs> Wait, Robert Woods? Yeah, they'll be out of him eventually. Mm, I was so pissed at Jelani Woods yesterday because he was taking all of the freaking targets. It was a quality pun, whether you want to admit it or not. What targets? There were no targets. That team was awful yesterday. Yeah, I had slept at halftime. The Colts? Yeah, I turned that off at halftime. It was pretty bad. Yeah. It was pretty bad. I really like the Tannehill pick there. I think he his value has dropped way too much for somebody who is like 98% chance of starting quarterback for Tennessee next year. Mm -hmm. um, he hasn't done anything to play himself out of a job this year. The team is doing well enough. Yes, they have an out, but I don't think it's likely that they go with Malik Willis at least next year. I think he's a full year starter for as long as healthy next year, and you're going to get quarterback two to back end quarterback one numbers out of him. I think so too. I just feel like Tannehill has been the guy who I want to trust in my fantasy lineup, but then when I put him in, and it's probably just because I have the worst luck on planet Earth, that if I play them, they're going to bomb. So pretty much look at my starting lineup and don't put any of those people in. He doesn't have the rushing floor. Yeah, he's not a stud, but he is undervalued. He's not a guy that you want to start every week, but he's the guy that is fine when you do have to start him. He's going to be better than some people who you did start. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, like Russell Wilson. But he might not be better than some of the top ones. But that's what it is this year throwing to NWI and <laughs> old man Robert Woods. <laughs> so Bobby Woods. Bobby Trees. And that's what his options are. And he's throwing to Derrick Henry. <laughs> and he's done well enough. You know what's cool about Robert Woods is like uh, right before uh, Cooper Cup blew up again, Robert Woods and like Cooper Cup had like the same ADP. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were times I would go with like Woods because, oh, that's the safer pick. Mm-hmm. And then what and then Cup was the upside pick. And then just it, it's not even close anymore. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Uh, well, at least not until now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cartman is a huge Robert Woods fan, if I remember right. He might look at me and go, I don't like Robert Woods when he listens back to this podcast. But I'm pretty sure he's one of those. It's like, I don't mind Robert Woods. Yeah. He likes him. I prefer Robert Woods to a lot of people. Yeah. Bobby Trees. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I just want to tell you I called this pick the whole time. I wanted to pick him just so that I sniped you at some point, but I didn't know where to like fit him in. But when you took him, I was like, of course Papa got him. So tell him who you picked. That's a Kadarius Tony, the former Giant, former first round pick from the Giants. Guy who's electric when he has the ball in his hands and he's on the field and he's playing and he doesn't have a hamstring injury, which isn't very often. There's that hamstring thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't have a breakout game with the Chiefs. Was it two weeks ago when you hear this? Um, with 19 points, and then the following week, he puts up a dud and re-injures his hamstring again. So it's getting kind of disappointing, but he still is under contract for at least another two years. With Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, maybe Juju leaves, maybe he picks up a role there. The upside is tremendous, and the floor is not very high. <laughs> He'll be 24 next season, and with Juju gone. He could be an interesting option there. Precarious, Kadarius. <laughs> If somehow they fix the uh, problems that are coming from off the field, and if he can beat out Brian Edwards, who they just signed. <laughs> <laughs> they signed Brian Edwards? Yeah, they picked Why? up Brian Edwards. Why? Who, why are people still signing him? They're collecting all the outcasts, like Justin Ross. Oh, my God. Even I'm out on him now. The Colts, though. I mean, uh, Chiefs. All right. No further comments? No further comments on Kadarius Tony. I think we are moving along. We can move right along. No commits. So back to Neil, and uh, we mentioned his name earlier. Yep, very good pick here. He went with Cole Komet. I mentioned earlier with Darnell Mooney going down, I feel like Komet got a little bit of a boost, but Komet's a pretty young tight end, so he hasn't even reached his prime tight end age. Um, Has Justin Fields, who's doing a really good job in Chicago. Um, I think he's a great pick. I think he's going to be a tight end that just keeps going up. So I love this pick. I love, as always, a good tight end. I, I looked at Komet. I did. I did. I should have taken him, but I got sniped again. We know you did. Because <laughs> you know I'm eyeballing all the tight ends. He's the beginning of the middle of tight ends. I like him. I mean, I like Komet a lot. I, I argued last year that he low-key broke out without the touchdowns um, and that he was basically Hunter Henry without the touchdowns. And the first part of the season, it just was not very exciting. He really wasn't doing anything at all. It was really disappointing. But uh, he's picked it up like the later half of the season. So starting to see some good things at him again. Yeah, he's like a primer. Like you want him on your bench. 
priming right now because he's gonna pay off. Maybe, maybe he's got a little time still, but he's gonna end up priming quite nicely. Same problem with Mooney, same problem with Claypool. There isn't a giant pie to split. So it's gonna be tough to be consistent. It's gonna be tough to have a really high ceiling, but that's what is going on right now. Mooney cut out of the pie could even be better for Komet, like you said, for the rest of the season. He's also doing it already at a younger age. So that's like exciting for like now and in the future with a tight end. I am on the fence whether this is like the beginning of the middle. Like, is this really giving you an advantage at, over your league mates at tight end where it's like, yes, he's definitely worth picking like right here, but it's like, this is why I like the top end or to wait even longer because this is one of the most expensive ones that could be, you know, comparable to someone much later. But at the same time, when you're looking at that, that small piece of pie that Chicago has to offer, uh, they really didn't have anybody on the field. Uh, it was just Mooney and Komet on practice squad guys. As you're able to go ahead and get more receivers that are open, Justin Fields will probably be able to stop scrambling as much. Like unplanned quarterback runs where he's rushing out of the pocket or doesn't have somebody open he's going to run. I think that'll create more passing opportunities and those passing numbers will go up, especially early next year when they're all on the field. Maybe they add somebody. When you got nobody open, you're going to run. That's what Daniel Jones has had to do for quite quite some time now. Yep. He's a younger piece on offense that doesn't necessarily have a star on it. He could carve out a chunk that definitely makes him worth this pick. Yep. Love it. Good pick, Neil. Moving back to me, and I went with... Sniper. Uh-huh. <laughs> I actually had picked somebody else, and then, oh, I picked Pacheco, and I was like, wait, 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 because they just brought on Melvin Gordon, and I was like, reverse, and then I sniped him. <laughs> he thought he was going to get him, but I went with Alexander Madison here. Alexander Madison is an intriguing pick because, of course, he has always played second fiddle to Dalvin Cook, but he has RB1 upside. So free agent at the end of this year, it's going to be really interesting if he lands an RB1 role. So I like the gamble on Alexander Madison here. If Dalvin Cook goes down with injury, he obviously is your go-to, but is he going to end up on a team that is going to play him as their RB1? 24 years old, he's getting, what, he's got three years of experience, so he'll have four years of experience, be probably 24 next year. He's younger than Najee. Yeah, we brought that up a couple times. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Alexander Madison does next year. It just totally depends on where he's at. This is the first free agent next year at running back that we picked. We picked two today, and there's a list of several that we'll get to in future episodes that are also free agents that it just depends on where they land. Whoever lands up, ends up on like the Rams next year is going to be sought after. Whoever replaces some of these free agents that are leaving like Sanders and Montgomery, these are landing spots where any of these running backs could go and it could be really exciting. Alexander Madison has flashed in every opportunity where he's gotten the majority of the workload. He's the most exciting free agent for if it just so happens that he gets to be the starter and not the compliment or the backup. The bridesmaid. I really, really like Alexander Madison. I've had just as recently as last year, really close to like Pollard. And we think about where Pollard went. He went a, a while ago when we took Pollard. Mm -hmm. 
what if, you know what I mean? Like he's flashed the same upside you've seen with Pollard that gets you excited. It just hasn't happened recently. He's one where it's, what have you done for me lately? Not much. So he's a little discounted. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between him and Pollard next year? It'd be funny if they both ended up on the same team splitting the backfield. <laughs> oh my gosh. Gotcha. Oh, no. Like, no. The Miami Dolphins, they signed Pollard, they signed Madison, they cut Mostert. No, Gaskin will really die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't mentioned Gaskin in a while. Oh my gosh, I should have picked Gaskin for my last pick in my sexy 24. Oh yeah, must have forgot. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I think you like my pick as much as Gaskin. All right, Iowa, go. All right. Sexy, sexy, sexy. The sexiest of the 24. Yep. Yeah, all right, there you go. Thank you, Noble. You took the words out of my mouth. I mean, he is. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely going to be a free agent next year. It is possible that the 49ers bring him back. It is also possible that the Jets sign him to play next year or one of these other teams that need a quarterback to get them through. He's probably one of the better bridge game managing quarterbacks. He's someone who was sought after when they were going to trade him, but then they ended up, didn't end up pulling the trigger on a deal there. He's wanted. And even if he's, like I've said before, with like Mariota and Trubisky, where he's playing part of the season before a rookie takes over, I think there's a good chance we look up week one and Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback somewhere for somebody out there, assuming health. I'd like him in Indy. Mm, yeah. Yep, there you go. I like it. That'd be a nice one. That would be great. Yeah, he would look good in the white pants, too. You like those white pants? <laughs> I mean, and I'll leave much to the imagination. <laughs> Right. Uh, Papa, tell him who you picked. Oh, Chase Claypool, big body, outside receiver. I was really frustrated having him on the Steelers with two other great wide receivers. Well, two other great wide receivers. Juju's gone. He got moved to Chicago, so I was pretty excited to have him there on the outside with Mooney going. But with Mooney down, it's going to be a little frustrating this year. But I think with an opened-up offense, a healthy Mooney and Claypool, I think we'll see a big year next year. Sweet. He could get a bump here in the, for the short term, too. He could. I mean, he could be the primary target target in a low volume offense but yeah medium upside yeah low downside i really like to see what that passing game looks like when they have a couple of solid receivers with Komet and not seeing justin field just having to run outside the pocket people's choice a man of the people's so Green Cowboys went with Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland for his pick. That's a fake name. It is? <laughs> no, it's a real name. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? It's it's a hyphenated it's name, hyphenated. so it's fancy. It's bougie. <laughs> it's Mike's type of name. He's uh, Papa Bear hyphen Claw. <laughs> I've renamed him. <laughs> it's underscore. Underscore Papa Bear hyphen Claw. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been a pretty solid wide receiver in Cleveland. Amari no longer Pooper Scooper Cooper. He has, and imagine if they had a quarterback. Oh, wait, that's coming. Oh, my God. We only said that once today. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the quarterback's coming in like a couple days. By the time you hear this, the quarterback came. Okay, we're going to see what Watson can do in Cleveland. Does everybody get a boost? Yeah. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see who else emerges because it's Ben Cooper. You'd imagine that's going to be as good or better. Donovan Peoples-Jones is like your fuller. He could break out from here on. He's basically the same age as Tony. Doesn't have the draft capital where he was like picked in like the sixth round, but he's a younger dude. Of all the guys where you take like a younger guy who's on a team, there's some mystery upside now with Watson at 
added to the offense. And it's not like anybody else has done great there, even though Schwartz got a touchdown last week. May the Schwartz be with you. But yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, the man of the people. Someone who, if he broke out for the rest of the season, where is he going to go next year? Probably even a little higher than this. So I like the the pick here. I mean, everybody's got to get a bump there. Yep. Yeah, I like this pick. Good job, Neil. Back to me, and I went with the sky is the limit. Give me more. So we've got Sky Moore in Kansas City. Juju likely he could resign, but might be gone, which would leave. He could resign. Could resign. Listen, Mike loves Juju. Do you let a player that has such good chemistry with your quarterback go? No. Mm, Juju. Juju is yeah. special to me. He's just he went from like one of my favorite players to just really, really frustrating for everybody. Um, but if Juju is gone, let's just say hypothetically Juju does not resign. We've got Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and MVS. I like Sky Moore there. And Kelsey. And Kelsey, which Kelsey is like another wide receiver. And, and me, Cole Hardman. Oh, come on. We've got Sky Moore. Yeah. Sky Moore was not playing over Hardman when he was healthy. I'm just saying at this point, I'm willing to take the chance. Oh, absolutely. Yep. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. Ooh. Okay. So he's gone. Yeah. Okay. So Sky Moore could be the third or fourth option. Yep. Sky Moore season. You heard it here first. I'm calling it. I think we heard it during the actual, during our rookie drafts when he was going way too high. Yep. <laughs> he was going way too high. The sky was where he was drafted. Yeah. <laughs> he was drafted at the absolute <laughs> ceiling. Yep. Sky was beyond the limit. He wasn't quite going where Christian Watson was going. Although some people had him, some people had him a little bit higher. Not everybody. He was going over Christian Watson consistently. He was? I thought Christian Watson was going higher. Just depends on whether there are Packers fans there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's just if I was drafting, it wasn't happening, but yeah. Yeah. If we were with Craigie, then Christian Watson was long gone. Craigie. Craigie Watson was definitely. I had. <laughs> I'm sorry, Craig, but I did enjoy sniping you on several occasions getting Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, mean it. <laughs> All right. Iowa's on the hunt for a, ru- a running back in this position. Tell him who you picked. Hopefully he doesn't break an arm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cream Hunt, free agent next year, he drew interest from a bunch of different teams, and it didn't happen. I think it's going to happen in free agency. He's the same age as all these other guys that we like, like the Connors and Cooks and Camaras, and he's going to go wherever he thinks he's going to do well next year. So he gets to pick his landing spot. I think it could be pretty sweet for Cream Hunt. I can see him being like a Ram or go and be reunited with the Chiefs. There's just a bunch of different scenarios where I can paint it where yes, like Alexander Madison, younger has flashed in small opportunities. Hunt has done it for seasons at a time and has looked good even as not the starter. Even if it's just squeezing the last bit of juice out of the fruit (laughs) with Cream Hunt, it could be that for wherever he sees fit next year. Nice. Kareem Hunt. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Door number 23. Papa Bear Claw. <laughs> he just had to do it. I, I don't disagree with this pick. I yeah. actually think it's worth the risk. I agree and I disagree with this pick. <laughs> I love it and I hate it yeah. all at the same time. 
So behind door number 23 is Darren Waller. Oh. This is a tight end premium 12 team super flex. So at this point in the draft, I went with the upside of a possible top five tight end. That could be a game changer. He could be a top three tight end. If he ever ends up back on a field. He could also not play. Yeah. With minimal risk involved, this is the point where I'll take a, a guy who's got top three upside at his position. Absolutely. He probably deserves to go higher than this. It's just a game of chicken where four people don't want him in one draft. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how far is it going to go before somebody who doesn't want him takes him? There's no way. <laughs> it's too fresh how upset we are at how little he's been on the field. We're picking for 2023 here. If we were actually picking in 2023, there's no way Darren Waller falls this far. I think it's just, it's too soon. It's too soon for us who've been burned. It's just like, is he Kelsey where he can be relevant at 34? Because he's already 30 now. Well, he, but he's already, I mean, it's just injury after injury. So, uh. So behind door number 23, we have 31 year old Darren Waller. Yeah. And the crowd goes, oh. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> he may or may not be relevant. He you get a $10 gift card to Walmart. <laughs> He did just go at, uh, in my 12-team uh, Superflex startup uh, tight end premium for 2023. He went at uh, round 13, pick 9. Mm. So 144 plus 953. Okay, is that about where we are? It's relevant. He went after commit. Oh, thir that's in like 30 picks. Yeah. Okay. He went after commit. It's too soon. It's too soon. People are too burned by him right now. For now. Anyway, great tight end, great value if he gets healthy and he's on the field. You want Waller in your lineup, so worth the risk. You're throwing him on your IR. I mean, he's not even taking up a bench spot. Yep. I think you're picking draft picks as well. Yes. Yeah. That's going to add a whole bunch of picks too. Yeah. Because we haven't been taking those. All right. To round out our after party, we've got our green Cowboys picking his favorite. We mentioned him earlier. Josh Palmer, the guy that has come through time and time again because of injuries, obviously got a boost after Mike Williams went down, but Palmer Palmer has been the man. I've had him in several leagues week after week, putting up good points for me. So Josh Palmer rounds out our top 24 after party sexy picks. He's wearing his Speedo, baby. <laughs> Josh Palmer. I like the Palmer pick a lot, get a lot more than when we were drafting our rookie drafts and he was going entirely too early. Then kind of like after, Palmer. yeah, Josh Palmer, he was kind of just going in a range where I wasn't comfortable with it. But then after his value started to dip, he was an interesting pickup with the receivers there kind of getting older. And uh, when we were wondering if Mike Williams was going to leave or not, well, Mike Williams got paid, but Keenan Allen not on the field really and not getting any younger. And these injuries probably going to start to pile up. So he could be a piece for next year and going into the future. I know we were trading uh, recently. And uh, you had said, you know, Josh Palmer more of like a like a now piece and maybe in the future. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Yep. Uh, Mike Williams, 29. Keenan Allen, 30. So maybe you make a bet that one or both of them are going to miss games next year. Seems like a pretty solid bet. It's already happened this season. And when it's happened, Josh Palmer's been more of a feature piece. There's definitely going to be stretches where he's going to be potentially startable. Could he still be behind these other guys? When you're picking later in your draft, I, I 
I want the guys who have the best quarterbacks throwing to them. So Justin Herbert, yes, please. With like Josh Palmer, I don't think he's ever going to be someone who you view as like a wide receiver one. Is just stars might align where this week he's tied to Herbert's best option for the week. Everybody wants to play that guy that week. How much do you value him in Dynasty? Probably not near as high as you would for that week specifically to start. So he's an interesting case of what exactly is his value because it seems like it's kind of contingent. He's not necessarily great at anything in particular. It's not like he's a star who's just trapped behind two other stars. He's just someone who gets to be the best wide receiver for a really good quarterback when the older ones are missing games. So he's an, an interesting case. He could be more productive than he is talented just based on the guys around him going down left and right. Allen and Williams are definitely there next year at least. Their potential outs are 24. The the thing about Josh Palmer is when those guys are hurt or they're down receivers, it's obvious that Justin Herbert is okay throwing to him. Um, Other, you know, lower end wide receivers on teams, sometimes a quarterback just doesn't trust them. So obviously they have a good rapport that when he's the guy, he doesn't mind using him. I don't mind him on my bench as a piece that is, you know, when mm-hmm. Keenan Allen goes down or Mike Williams goes down, which is probably going to happen, he's your plug-in and he's pretty consistent when he is. He could also be just a guy when Guyton returns. <laughs> Guyton? <not. laughs> yeah. Don <laughs> no, IR. Oh. Was playing at the beginning of the season. He's above replacement, but it's not by a whole lot. So there's a whole bunch of different risks that he has that other wide receivers, I think, might not. But he also has a path where you can write him to relevancy. And on that note, we have used up our time for this evening. We'd love to stay here with you all day and chat, but we all have lives. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're so long. I know, that's what she said. Um, so, <laughs> let's wrap this up, shall we? Wrap <laughs> wrap it up Christmas <laughs> thank you for listening to the rank draft trade podcast uh, we certainly hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true make sure to follow us on Twitter check us out check our website out rankdrafttrade.com subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode and if you ever have any questions you want us to address on the show make sure you send us whatever that might be we love getting questions and let us know when we have all kinds of great dirty jokes oh my gosh we have the best dirty (laughs) jokes I didn't say anything bad (laughs) we all have the humor of 15 year old boys and we do apologize, but it's funny. It's funny. Well, that audience is happy at least. <laughs> Let's hope. They keep tuning in, right? We, we, we've cornered the 15-year-old boy market. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh my God, your jokes are funny. <laughs> I think our jokes are funny. I don't say any jokes. You're funny, Mike. I think we do think our jokes are funny. I think Mike are. has dry humor. I do. I do, very dry. And as long as you laugh at my jokes, it's fine. Then we're good. Yep. Yes. Ours are moist. Oh! It's a terrible word. <laughs> That's a great word. Canceled. Canceled. All right. Well, we certainly hope you all have a wonderful night and thanks for listening. Good night.